Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello and welcome to episode number four of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today I am going to talk about the how, how to regulate. So many of you have been asking for this topic of, great, Dr. B, you talk about regulation all day long, the emotional and sensory regulation piece, but how do I actually do it? And I'm going to walk you through some steps today to really help you understand and become aware. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying the reason that I have created, yeah, a program to be able to help moms and parents regulate is because this doesn't happen overnight. I am a true believer that you can listen to this podcast. You can read a book. Yes, maybe mine one day, right? But the steps in which you need to take aren't going to be a shift overnight. And what ends up happening, and actually one of the reasons and issues within this culture today, is that we all think, okay, I'm going to read a book. Sally Smith told me to do X, Y, Z, and that's it. That's the key. That's the goal. That is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to get it done, okay? So think of it like a diet, Whole30 diet, 30 days, know exactly what to eat, exactly what you can't. Yeah, somehow we're able to get on the bandwagon for those 30 days and then you wonder why long term it doesn't stick. Yeah, the reason that I do my program is so that I literally teach you and create new patterns and help you shift and build new patterns in your brain so that you have the ability to regulate your body and your nervous system at the drop of a hat in chaos, right? We need to learn how to be able to be present and function in chaos as parents rather than avoid and run away. And so while, yes, today I'm going to tell you a lot of tools, tips, and tricks, and I'm going to bring you back to awareness a lot. The key thing to note here, and I say this everywhere in all of my courses and and like everywhere I say this, that it, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. I actually met with a marketing person many, many years ago. This is actually a funny story. And we were on a Zoom call and he looks at me and he goes, we need to sell them the cheesecake. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, like moms want cheesecake. Like sell them the gluttonous, like yummy, like thing that is just going to be jaw dropping and drool worthy rather than like, I don't know, the frozen kefir or yogurt, right? Like sell them the cheesecake. And I like looked at him dumbfounded and I was like, uh, I can't do that. And he's like, what? And I was like, nope, I can't do that. And he was like, well, 
you have to you have to get them engaged and, and believe that and I was like no like I'm not going to sell them a lie there is so much out there that's like how to get your kids to stop tantruming in 3 days that is bullshit like bullshit okay I'm calling it like I'm calling it in order to shift patterns within your brain it takes effort it takes tons and tons of awareness and it takes practice to build, create those patterns. And it's not just to create new patterns, but what I do with my clients is I help them. I say, old takeout begins to smell after a while, right? We're going to take out a lot of trash when I work with my clients. Yeah, so we are kind of dumping out the old patterns to bring in the new in which serve them better and more efficiently in their life, yeah? The reason in which we function, you function today, and the way that you're functioning is simply because of patterns, experiences, childhood wounds, experiences, trauma, all and just life, like all the different things. And if we don't understand how our brain functions, which let's be real, that is not a, a subject in school, in our curriculum today, yeah? How are you going to know how to take care of your vessel if you don't even understand it? Yeah? So the biggest piece and takeaway that I can give you today is be kind. Be very kind to yourself. Know that this is a work in progress. Even me doing this for years and years, like I am still learning, growing, shifting, and ever evolving. And I see it within myself every single day. I see it with in my relationship with my children. I see it in relationship with friends and with family. And I see it throughout business and every step of my life because our brains absolutely are malleable, but you have to trust within your brain and you have to learn. You have to become the expert on who you are and how you tick. Yeah. So first and foremost, the most important thing to figure out when you are stepping into, okay, Dr. B, how do I regulate my body? How, how, how? Well, golden standard over here for little Dr. B is I like you to take the sensory profile. No one else that I know of does the sensory profile for adults. Yes, there is a sensory profile adult version. We as clinicians are only giving it to pediatrics in a pediatric setting. And it costs thousands and thousands of dollars for you to get that for someone to write up a, I don't know, summary or evaluation of what's going on with your kiddo. And let's not forget they've only met them like maybe one time, right? So the first thing I do when working with clients is I have them take the sensory profile. In many of my courses, especially one that I'm building right now called Battling Burnout, you will get to take that, okay? So if you're like, Brooke, you're telling me these things, but like now I can't access it? Cool. Well, you will be able to. And I offer it in many different other ways. I offer it in Thrive Like a Mother. I offer it in the Sensory Parenting Series, and I offer it in a soon-to-come few other courses that you can buy on demand, okay? So that is coming, yeah? This is not a plug, by the way. I'm just letting you know the real deal and also that you can get it very soon. Okay, back to most important issues. So once you've understood how your brain ticks, right, you need to understand what in terms of your nervous system and your sensory system takes you into overdrive, okay? So some things, think of your senses, smell, taste, touch, feeling, pressure, like light, vision, like hearing, all the different things, yeah? 
you need to start being able to recognize what is setting your body off and how you are responding to the stimuli. For instance, if you're going to a concert, you picked the concert, you're so excited to go, you have a freaking blast. Love it, right? That's a lot of auditory noise, lots of crowd, lots of lights, lots of stimuli in general, okay? But you get home and the next day you're with your kids and they're laughing and goofing off and playing and this and thatting. That auditory stimuli, whoo, that can set you off like no other. Mostly I hear from parents that sound is what does it for them. Yeah, they crave And you, right, you crave peace and quiet. Your body and brain needs that. And so often parents aren't recognizing, why am I snapping at my kids? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Why am I scrolling on my phone? Why can't I be present? Why can't, all the different things. If you don't understand how your brain and your body ticks, there's no way for you to be able to obtain the results within your body and your brain that you're craving and wanting, which most importantly, most of my clients say that they want peace. They want happiness. They want calm. They want presence. They want balance. Yeah, you can have that. There's no doubt in my mind. Like you 1000% can have that. Let's take me, right? Like if I can have the life that I've had, gone through the journey that I've gone through, supported a husband through extreme, extreme mental health issues, kept it P.S. secret and quiet to the rest of the world, friends, family, everything, and also have two NICU babies while ding, 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 running a clinic in New Orleans, then moving to Texas, selling my business, helping my children, supporting my husband, and lo and behold, long story short, Jonathan does not make it. Like if I can still maintain regulation through all of that and I can still feel present in my life, feel happy and connected to my children, feel like I can actually do a podcast, see clients, write courses, write a book. Like if I can do all these things and and work out, have some sort of a social life, right? Like if I can do all that and not end up in the hospital, so can you. Yeah. Do I have hard days? Heck yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Do I have really hard, hard moments? You bet. A thousand percent. But understanding what's going on in my brain, having the awareness to know when I am dysregulated and how to be able to step into supporting that has made the absolute biggest difference in my life. And I feel so grateful This feels like I'm toot my own horn, but I feel so grateful that I stepped into this work and shifting, stepping away from my clinic, taking some time to be a full stay-at-home mom, full-time, excuse me, stay-at-home mom, and then recognizing that things weren't going well in my own home and that I needed to absolutely figure it out for myself because I was waking up saying, is this it? This is like, this is, this can't be it. Like, what? What? as well as seeing that my children were dysregulated because of me, yeah? And because of the life that they were living in. Like I I had to be able to do this. I had to be able to function, like I just said, in a state of chaos. I had to learn how to support my children's brain and body. And for me, it was a non-negotiable. I was not willing to do anything but 
I guess that's the stubbornness inside of me, but I didn't have a choice. And I don't talk about this a lot. I will slowly discuss all of this as I've decided um, to start opening up about all this, but oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> well, think of it this way. It was not just that I didn't have a choice um, to learn this and, and, and figure this out for my family, but it was... We were living in the midst of chaos because I was supporting someone who was so incredibly sick. And it was affecting all of our lives. And you can tell from a few minutes ago, my discomfort, my giggles, that like tells me internally, I know that that's discomfort for me to share that with the rest of the world because I held on to that secret for so long, right? Um... Even when Jonathan and I were separated, which I will discuss more with you guys uh, in another podcast, but even when we were separated, I protected Jonathan. Like I protected him day in and day out because of my love for him and because that's what he wanted. He did not want anyone to know what was going on deep down with him. And I look back on that and think that was one of the biggest regrets that I have is uh, you have to be able to talk. Like you have to. And so let's step into the first piece of how do you regulate your body? You talk. You talk about your feelings. You don't hide them, right? A pressure cooker is bound to explode, right? You have that little valve and that hole and that pressure cooker thing that everyone uses at Instapot, right? Like there's a reason there's a little hole there. You got to escape some some of the steam and and pressure. Otherwise, it will blow like a bomb. It will. And I don't say this lightly. It might sound like I'm saying it off the cuff, excuse me, but I've had so much time to process it that it's fairly easy for me to say this, but that's exactly what happened in my own home and in my own life and within Jonathan's own body and world. Yeah, like regulation and understanding this it's not a it's not an option it's not and so once I found the solution and I saw that it was working for myself and my children I knew I had to share it right I knew I had to do this and help all of you all understand what this looks like so the first step is to talk talk about the uncomfortable things talk about the things that are scary talk about the fear talk about the feelings talk until you can't talk anymore So many people don't talk about what is going on, right? And the reason we don't talk is because we feel that if we share, that makes it so. That means if Jonathan said, hey, I'm I'm depressed, I'm going through a lot, like let's even discuss what it would have done at his career, his job, his life, you know what I mean? Like then people think, ooh, he's depressed, ooh, things aren't going well, right? Like gossip, all the talk, yeah? What people don't understand is that that is a blip in time. So if you are afraid to share or talk, it's because you fear sharing or confiding in someone, let's say a friend, would go back and be like, oh, God, they're struggling. Oh, boy, this is going on. Oh, shoot, that's not good. Like that doesn't mean anything except you needed to word vomit and take some pressure out of the cooker. That's it, right? Tomorrow's a new day. I can be angry and feeling all kinds of grief in ways and I can trust it and know that is just where I'm at for today. 
because I know that if I don't, it's a pressure cooker and it's a valve that will never, never open until it absolutely explodes. And that is why you constantly feel overwhelmed, burnt out, exhausted, depleted, because you're not being honest with yourself in terms of what is truly, really deep, deep down going on. I will share with you a story from when I just went to Miraval this past summer. Um, I go to kind of regroup and continue healing myself. And it's a really great place that I regulate myself and check in where I'm at to where I am at the end. And if you want to know more about it, you can go to my YouTube page and see. I did a um, daily vlog on what it was like. I go into taste and touch and smell like everything. And you can really visibly watch me and see how I'm shifting and changing day to day. It's super cool. So I went to one of the activities at Miraval and there was a two women there who were friends and they were there who knows for what reason and they asked us in the beginning like what would you like to get out of this we were painting horses it was kind of incredible but I'm always open I'm like hi I'm here my husband passed away you know a year ago this is my second time back this place was very healing for me um and I just look forward to continuing to learn and grow about myself. And I could tell the other two women were extremely uncomfortable sharing what was going on in their own lives. And they're like, I'm just here to have some fun experiences. Totally cool. Not judging. Through the process of us painting, um, one of the women kept checking in on her friend. Like, you doing okay down there? You doing okay? And our leader checked in and was like, asking a few questions and and seeing what was going on. And I overheard that she said um, she's struggling, she's going through a divorce, or she may be going through a divorce, and she's really depressed and all these things. And nosy, you know, Dr. B over here, I walked over and I was like, hi. And because this is a very healing, like, receptive, vulnerable place, right? We're all open and we're supposed to be sharing there. And I said, you know, I've been through that before and I've struggled within my marriage and um, I would let, you know, if she wants to talk, you can let her know that I'm happy to talk to her. And she shut down completely and she was like, oh no, 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 oh my gosh, she would just kill me if she ever knew that I told you because she started saying that she was even discussing suicidal thoughts and not being here. And I was like, okay, well, like I've been through that, so more than happy to chat. Yeah. And um, she just completely shut down. And I walked back around on my horse and I felt like I had taken that pressure cooker and stopped up the valve like immediately. And I could even tell in my strokes, right? That's, I live, eat, breathe, sleep, everything regulation. So I'm so tuned into my body. Okay. And I'm stroking and I'm like, getting angry I'm like getting pissed because it's like I know what will support and help this woman it's by talking she may not be ready to but I know that keeping it in is not the right thing and at the end when we kind of did our debrief of how everything went I shared I, I shared that experience of how I felt those feelings and I looked at the woman who was struggling and I, I told her my story and I like looked her dead in the eye and I was like if there is anything going on I like it is okay to share it. You don't have to share it with me. You, you don't have to talk to me about it. But I want you to know that talking is the best thing for you. And people will listen. And there are people who will not judge you. 
And so actually one of the things that I do in the course with my women is um, we do voice messaging so that they feel like they have 24-hour support in terms of, it's kind of like a verbal journal. Like, you got time to journal? I know some of you listening are like, yes, oh gosh, I love journaling. And like, more power to you. I actually like very much envy you and I don't really know how you do it, but I'm quite impressed if you do. Same with the meditators out there. Yes, it works. Yes, I, I love it. But like, I can't do it. And I don't have time. Blah, blah, blah. Do it my own way. Anyway, so I allow the women to practice speaking their feelings out loud. I allow them to share vulnerably with others who are accepting of what is going on. And I remind them day in and day out that, that doesn't mean they're broken. It doesn't mean that anything else is wrong with them. It doesn't mean that tomorrow won't be a better day. It is just simply where they're at today. And I find that we don't even share what's going on with our partnership because we fear that it's like once it's said, you can't go back. Well, I want you to think of it this way. Once it's said, it's in the past. Like you get it out, you get to say it. And by speaking it, verbally speaking, it's giving it residence on this earth. It's saying I matter enough to say this out, na- out loud and not hold this within my brain all on my own. Yeah? So that's number one is talk. Talk, 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 talk and share your feelings. And in order to share your feelings, you have to become aware. You have to become aware of your feelings. So if this feels uncomfortable, just keep sharing and you will get used to it. I want you to change your language to I statements, right? I feel, okay? Like that's first and foremost. Now, number two has to do a lot with the sensory profile. So while I can tell you all the different things, you really have to understand how your brain and body ticks. But if you can ask yourself after you're checking in, how do you feel? If you can ask within yourself, where do I feel it in my body? A lot of times I will tell my clients that I check in a lot with my shoulders when I'm on calls or when I'm on with the Thrive Women or anything like that. Like I check in a lot during the day with my shoulders. I used to hold a lot of tension and still do within my shoulders, my jaw, and my temples. And I can give you another example of how this may show up, and it definitely did for me um, when I was stepping into this and learning this for myself. If something was going on for me and I was dysregulated and I was kind of processing or, or reeling or, or felt out of control, that is when I would pick up a bag of veggie straws and go at it at night and just kind of like munch away. And that helped me regulate my body because the anxiety or the thoughts of what was going on put me into a state of needing to satiate those nerves, yeah? So where do I feel it in my body? I feel it in my jaw. Where do I feel it in my body? I feel it in my guts. Like, like, where do you feel it, right? And so let's go to our children for a second. They're not going to know. And so how does a lot of their emotions look? I want a snack. I want a snack, mom. I want another snack. I want a snack, mom. Mom, I'm hungry. Yeah, it can also look like them biting on their shirts, biting on their clothes. Like, There's reactions to the emotional states that we're feeling. So the first step is, of course, to become aware, honor it, say it, and feel it. The next step is to check in with your brain and your body of like, where is it coming up for you in your body? Like where? And again, by taking the sensory profile, you would understand a lot more of like, oh my gosh, that totally does. Oh my gosh, that sound. Oh my gosh, like yes, like I like bland flavors or like, (gasps) 
oh my gosh, I can't stand bright lights. Like, or yes, I only wear muted color clothing. Like it helps you understand the meaning of your own life. And it, it helps you realize like, holy bajoli, I'm not crazy. That is just the way my brain ticks and that's okay. Yeah. So how do I feel? Where do I feel in my body? Now, now is the hard part. Now is the juicy part where it's like, okay, great, cool. I feel dysregulated. I feel frustrated. I'm pissed and I've got it all up in my shoulders. Like, yeah. And in my lower back, whatever it is, right? Cool. Cool, Dr. B. But like, still, how do I regulate? Like, how do I fix that? Yeah. This is a whole process. I said that from the beginning. Yeah. So you've got to become aware of it. You got to talk about it. You got to feel into it within your body. You got to see how it's affecting, literally affecting your body. Okay. From your toes to your nose, like all up and down there. Yeah. The next step is to ask yourself, what do I need? Right. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I feel so frustrated. I just snapped at my kids. Like, I, I'm such a bad mom. I, I blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm all the things. I'm a terrible parent. Like, I should know better. Mommy's so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Mommy, sh- like, oh, like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. Like, this is my fault. Why can't I keep it together? No, your snapping is saying, okay, I snapped at my kid. How do I feel? I feel frustrated. Cool. Where do you feel it in your body? I'm super tense in my neck. All right. Well, next step. What do I need? You need to go shame yourself? Probably not. I'm just saying. Like that is going to create so many more patterns in your brain of telling your brain and your body it's you. Saying you're the one that's broken. You're crazy. You need to be fixed. Like all the different things. And then those repetitive behaviors will continue. It's a cycle and it doesn't stop unless you break the cycle. So instead of shaming, guilting, just ripping yourself to shreds, yeah, ask yourself, what do I need? I need a nap. I need a, I need a rest. I need, I don't know, right? I need the damn cheesecake, right? Like what do you need? And that's why I said it's not a Whole30 diet because I'm not going to go prescribe you and be like, Well, ladies and gents, when you are dysregulated, I need you to go walk 13,000 steps and then you'll be regulated. End of service note, right? Like it can't be like that. It cannot be like that. This, this recipe is individualized because every single person needs something different and every single person needs something different in different moments. Sometimes I need a kick-ass workout where I can just sweat it out and, and, pump it up and loud rooms and just like I like what does that say like it's probably I need some anger or pressure release or deep pressure into my joints like I'm craving big big movement right other times when I'm more regulated I'm craving yoga something soft other times I'm you know like kids like they sometimes want to punch a wall sometimes I want to punch a pillow right like you have to be able to figure out what you need Maybe it's the damn cheesecake. Maybe it's the yogurt. Who knows? But like start to take ownership that you matter and you're worthy of trying to figure out what it is that you need to support your brain and your body. Because when you're snapping at your kids, if you've watched anything on my page, I want you to very much know it's not because you're just a bad parent. It's not. It's not. It's your body speaking for you. 
If you're not saying how you feel, recognizing it, becoming aware of it, and honoring it, your body and your brain will definitely do it for you. But we are moving so fast in society that we can't even catch our breath to figure out how the heck we are feeling and what our body does need. And how, like, you gotta start stepping on the brake. Yeah, you gotta throttle from that gas and step into that brake mode to be able to support your brain and your body. And then the last step, after you figure out what the heck you need, and it's okay if you don't know what you need in the beginning, because it's new, is how do I go get it? Like, how do I do that? How do I go get the lavish spa day that I so desperately need, right? Because that can be a need. Whatever it is, how do I go get my toes done? Or how do I go on a run? Or how do I go fishing or golfing? Or I don't know what, whatever it is for you, yeah? How do I go get the luscious cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory with the drizzle of caramel and gooey, ooey goodness? Like, how do I go get that when I have 15,000 children screaming in my ear and dishes and laundry to do, right? That final step of how do I go get it is all about owning your voice and honoring where you're at and learning how to request your needs and learning that you're worthy enough to request those needs, Let me tell you, as a solo parent, it's not so freaking easy to walk out the door, tell my children goodbye so that I can go have a a day at, you know, walking in nature and and going to yoga and then getting the, the yummy sandwich or whatever the heck I want it is. It's not easy. It's not. But I've had enough practice at it that I know why it's serving me so well and why I need to honor that part, and why I need to request it for myself and give it to myself. Yeah? And so while I've given you, yes, four steps to take in terms of how to regulate yourself, I'm going to end by saying again, like, you can take these steps and you can be like, okay, this is what Dr. B told me to do. Okay, this is, you know, this is what I need to do. This is what I should do. This is what I have to do. But like, there's so much more. There's just so much more to this of, Taking it day by day and step by step. And what we do together when creating this space is you are listening to this because you care. You're listening to this because, I don't know, maybe you think I'm funny. Who knows? Sometimes I am. (laughs) Anyway, whatever reason is probably because you're wanting to learn. Hands down, that means you're a great parent. So like pat yourself on the back. Yeah? Maybe you find what I teach intriguing. Maybe you even want to teach others this, right? But there's so much more than these four steps because like I said in the beginning, you can't just pick up a book, get a one, two, three, and be done for the rest of your life and be like, oh, well, she told me to do that, so that's just what I do and it's going to work because when you don't finish the whole 30-day diet and you may have slipped up, All you do is shame yourself that you're not good enough. Or after the 30 days, when it falls off the bandwagon, you shame yourself and think, why can't I just keep it together? Yeah? This has to be taken over steps and and months of time to be able to practice this and to really, like I say, rewire and shape your brain. And so how I do that is... I start with the hub of the home, right? And like I just said, if you're listening to this, it's because you care. You are probably the hub of the home. Yeah, which means you have huge, huge role. Huge. And so I start with the hub of the home because 
my goal has always been for children to be supported. Yeah, if you listen to my, I don't know, second podcast, I explain to you all the reasons why I do what I do now. And that is because I get to finally impact the lives of children. But what was broken was the fact that I couldn't get parents to see why they needed to do X, Y, Z at home to support their children. Now, how I do that is by you feeling it on yourself first. Because if I can help you feel the difference between what dysregulation looks like versus regulation, and you can become aware, feel into it, honor it, share it, talk about it, lean into it, all the gushy, mushy, yummy things, right? You are going to then want more. You're going to want more of the good stuff. You want to, you're going to want more of the good feelings. You're going to want more of the happy, peaceful, balanced, calm life. And so it benefits you to continue living this way. But you have to be able to feel it on yourself first before you can ever think about supporting their children through this and doing, doing all the different things, right? So what I tend to see when I work with clients is first it starts with you. And then we kind of get through week three, week four. We start to see some wins. It kind of takes about four weeks for me to really see all the different things with my clients. And then we start to see it in working with their kids and how it's showing up with their kids. And they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm using this. And oh my gosh, I'm doing that. And their kids are sharing and this and that. And it's, it's a domino effect. And then what ends up happening is the partnership creates more connection and more understanding, and more strength, lots and lots of strength because of it. And that's one of the reasons why I created the Sensory Parenting Series, because dads, you freaking matter. And like, you are historically the ones who won't share your feelings. But if I can help you understand that this is your brain, then sharing feelings doesn't feel so hard anymore. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do in the sensory parenting series is to sit in front of both of their sensory profiles and talk to them about, well, you probably this and you did that, so you probably this and come home and da 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 and that's why you're probably in this career and that career. And they're both smiling and nodding their heads. It's like voodoo. It's like I can understand exactly who they are and how they function, not only independently, but as a couple, just based on their sensory profile. And so if you have an understanding of your partner's sensory profile and your partner has an understanding of yours, a lot of the frustrations dissipate because you understand the why. Like, why is my child doing that? We all ask those questions. You'll understand why your partner's doing that. Yeah? It's like absolutely life-changing for partnerships and, and families. It's And I don't mean that with ego or clout. I mean that in a sense of like everyone deserves to know, understand, and and obtain this information. Everyone. Because we didn't get this growing up in school. Your parents didn't understand this information. You're not supposed to understand this information. I've said this before. You didn't go to school for this. But if you do, your eyes open to a world in which you had no idea existed because you then understand why it's so important to take care of, like I keep saying, your brain and your body. And that's what pushes you through to longevity of living a long, healthy, happy life. Yeah? If you're living on a hamster wheel, it's because you're choosing to. 
And it's because the patterns in your brain are telling you to stay there. But if we learn how to step off of the gas, learn how to throttle, and sometimes step on the brake and be able to move in between the two, right? Rise to the occasion when you need to step on the gas and show up for a presentation, but also throttle down to first gear when you're having a date night and just cuddling on the couch watching a movie, right? It doesn't include scrolling your phone at the same time while checking on the sale and a summer sale from, I don't know what, Nordstrom's, right? Like Gap, it doesn't include that. But this takes time. And so, yes, this podcast is new. Yes, I hope to continue diving deep with you. And I hope by you coming to visit every Friday with me and listening, you can start doing this takeaway by yourself, right? And leaning into all the different topics that I share with you. My personal stories along the way as well, right? I absolutely believe that you can learn through others' experiences, and that's why I share. That's why I'm opening up more and more is because it's important. It's important for mental health. It's important for women who are struggling, and it's really important for men who don't talk about it at all. And so most, most, most important thing I can tell you based on how do I regulate is start by feeling your feelings. That is the one takeaway I would love for you to have from today. Honor them, share them, listen to this again, right? Maybe start with just feeling your feelings and then little by little, we'll go to the next step and then the next and then the next and you will gain that strength enough to finally say, I need a break, right? You will get there. And like I said, if I can do it, piece of cake, so can you. And I look forward to many, many more conversations with you, learning and growing and supporting you along the way. So reach out too. Reach out through DMs, email, Facebook, write a review. Let me know what you'd love for me to talk about. Let me know. And that way I can support you this way, if nothing else. Yeah, if you can't join any of my programs or you can't do any of my courses, like it's okay. That's why I'm coming to you live here. So until next time. XOXO, Dr. B.